Welcome to Awaken to Sleep Education. First question is you talked a lot about how to get the, the patient test, how to start the conversation, but what happens yes. if the patient says no? So I, this took a really long time to learn. And um, I basically say in the nicest, most quietest, non-judgmental way, wow, okay, are you able to share with me why you feel that way? I'd love to understand what's behind your decision. And then I shut up. And I wait. No way. And then finally they say something. And again, that's a very learned thing for me, right? But once I started doing that, I started to, I created a space for the patients to actually share what was going on. And, you know, the assumption is either finances, um, you know, expensive, the thought of expensive procedures or something like that. It's not. A lot of the time it's fear. But once I'm able to get to what's what's behind that statement of no, then I can educate them further and lead them down that educational path to help them make the right decision for them. I'm not there, you know, the intention is not to sell an oral appliance. The intention is to um, identify a disease in my patient, get the diagnosis, and then have them get the best treatment option for them. And, you know, asking just that simple question has opened up many doors. Believe me, I wasn't born, um, I didn't come out of the womb knowing how to talk to people. I learned one of the biggest um, things that helped me was this great book called uh, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. And when you come from a different aspect of just wanting to understand what why the patient is saying what they're saying, it changes the culture. And that's what we're trying to do in your offices, you know, changing the culture of your, of your office to be able to get to that objection. Awesome. Uh, I, we, I know that you talked about earlier, uh, looking at not having to use a screening form because, you know, you use all these other signs, but yeah. for the teams that, that can't get around that, what screening form would you recommend they start with because yeah. their team needs something? Absolutely. I have, um, I use a start bank. I actually have a pictorial um, evaluator. So I, you know, at first we thought we needed to show and tell the patients. So we would just circle all the things, like it's a picture of things that um, would, would be linked to sleep apnea in the mouth. And we would circle them and show the patient. And then my wellness questionnaire, um, you know, just opening questions about their health and how they slept to be able to know what to ask. So those are the three things that I would use. All right, cool. Well, um, I think that actually is our last question. We did have someone who said they can't open the CE certificate link. I tried to copy it and paste it for you, but that didn't seem to work. Um, so that will be emailed to you all at the end here. Let's post it again. Um, if you can go there, if you have any problems ask, accessing your documents, please feel free to email our team. Other than that, I think we're done for tonight. Um, thank you guys for sticking around all the way through here. We hope this gave you the tools you need to at least start those conversations. And uh, if we can help you with anything else, please let us know. We'll keep this room open for a few moments. Um, Dr. Mona, is there any closing thoughts that you want to share? 
You know, it's a, it's a journey, um, but you got to start somewhere. And that's just by asking those questions. Once you get comfortable with that, everything else falls into place. Awesome. Oh, actually, we did get another question. Do you only use questionnaires or do you ask patients to get sleep tests every time? Oh, it depends on the answers. Um, most of the time, if we're asking those questions, it's probably because they have a sleep issue that's pretty evident to us. And most of the time, we're just really connecting it for the patient. But the next step really is always going to be recommending a, a to get a diagnosis. And you can only diagnose with a home sleep test or a, a lab test. And depending on the patient, depends on their pathway, which testing pathway we want to take them through. Okay. I'll ask a follow-up question. Um, what, what most patients, cause I know you, you do dictate probably based on neurological science, but for most patients, what were you doing? Did you have your own equipment in house? And what did that I flow did. look like? I did. Um, <laughs> starting at your dental sleep medicine program, it, it's, it's, it's one of those really tough ones because you know, you go to courses and they're like, you've got to work with physicians and absolutely you have to work with physicians. You've got to get, you know, a really good reputation working with sleep physicians in your area. The problem is that physicians don't want to work with you if you're green, like they don't know you, they don't know what you do. They don't know who you are. And it's really hard to get a one-on-one -on -one with them, especially if you haven't any experience. And um, so how do you get the experience? So my thought process was I'm going to use my existing patient pool. I'm going to get them home. I have a home seat test in, in office because in the state that I was practicing in Pennsylvania, I was able to administer that first home seat test. Again, I can't diagnose it. Patient knows that, but we'll give you the test. You'll return the test. We will upload the data and our, our sleep physician will read that data and give us a diagnosis and a report. And then, so that was how I was able to get uh, diagnosis, prescriptions, and um, moving into treatment acceptance really quickly. So I was able to uh, build up my experience quicker. Yeah. Because if, if I wait, yeah, if I waited for a physician to refer um, to me, it might be one a month or one every two months. And the thing is that you can tell your patient, I need you to go see this physician, give them the, the card. You can even send a referral um, and I will tell you your sleep physician, if you write a referral, please do not write mal and patty, tongue high. Um, what they really just want to know is the patient's tired and they have um, excessive daytime sleepiness. That's really all they need to know. Um, okay. Yeah. But most of the time patients wouldn't go and then they'd come back in their hygiene and be like, you know, we develop calls and nothing would have happened. And then you're back at square one again in six months. And I will say, if you need an interpreting physician, Awaken Sleep does have MDs in every state for our interpretation service. We're happy to read your reports for you and with you and, uh, and get you those back within three business days with an MD license in your state. So we do have some more questions. Uh, Lisa asked, can you share your questions form? Um, we do have the ability to. Um, you can respond actually to the email that's going to come after your course. I believe we have a copy of that. Is that right? Yeah, you have my, um, yeah, you have the, it's called the wellness questions, Chad. So you'll have Perfect. it. Perfect. Awesome. Lisa, or if anyone else you want to um, respond to the email that you're going to be getting later, our team will send you over that form. Also, 
uh, we give her form away as a part of our course. So if you want to come to the course, we give her form and a bunch of others. So yeah. plug. Uh, Sam asked again, if patients try a night guard first mm -hmm. for bruxism and cannot tolerate it, how do you persuade them to get a sleep appliance, which is even bigger? I actually, no, not necessarily. They're not necessarily bigger. Um, but I, it got to a point in my practice that I didn't make a night guard without eliminating a sleep disorder. And that's exactly how I tell a patient. Um, I need, you need an appliance. We know that because you have hot muscles, you're grinding, you feel it, you've got headaches, you've got wear on your teeth. They all, you know, but I don't know what appliance I'm going to make you. So can I, can I rephrase that just so mm -hmm. I can make sure I understood and also everyone else, you made sure to test every single patient who was going to get a night guard with a home sleep test before you yeah. were going to make them that guard. Yeah. And because okay. you know what, TMD and sleep disorders are so connected. So I would just, I had to make sure I had the right diagnosis and that's what I would tell the patient. I'm like, without this information, I'm at a loss as to which appliance to make you, because if I make you a regular dental night guard and you have an underlying sleep issue, which you may have because of X, Y, Z, and you wear it, I could really be making your health worse. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add something to that. Cause we do the ask a question or help practices a lot with that from a coaching standpoint. Uh, there is a way to structure your night guard fee where you can credit that home sleep test towards your night guard fee. So it doesn't cost anything more. No. And, and you know what, if I had made patients night guards and then a year later, I'm thinking, you know, I've learned about sleep and I want to, and they're not wearing it or they're uncomfortable with it or something is not right. And they're positive for, you know, some risk factors for sleep. I would credit them a fee towards the, you know, from their night guard towards their um, treatment. You do what's fair for the patient, but I got to a point where it, it just didn't, I just couldn't move forward with a night guard without the proper diagnostic information. Cool. Uh, we have, thank you guys for the questions, by the way. This is great. That's a good question. Um, yeah. Aditi asked, um, where can we get, and I don't know this word, so I apologize, armamentarium to get started like the home sleep testing? home oh. sleep study test. Yeah. So there's so many things that you would need, but, um, it, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. It's not like a CBCT if you wanted to place implants, but, um, home sleep tests, there are many out there. I will tell you that I'm very specific about certain sleep tests and there's a reason being, and again, we don't have time to get into this here on an hour webinar and, a plug for the course of course, you know, of course, <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, Chad and Michael awaken to sleep actually have great home sleep testing units. And with any home sleep testing unit, there's a couple of things that you want to have on them, certain parameters, um, especially for your bruxing, bruxing patients. But what you also have is that data will always be read by a physician and you will always get a sleep report with a diagnosis and then recommendations. So your home sleep test is not just a standalone unit. It should be part of like a whole system so that you're able to test your patients, get the report and the diagnosis and the prescription for appliance therapy. And Awaken to Sleep can definitely help you with that. 
Yeah, and um, if you guys want, well, we do know Dr. She's one of our clinical uh, faculty here, so we can tell you her preferences as well on a coaching call. The short answer is that we have two of the three in you know that we work with that she recommends that have the upper sensor and they can detect reros and, and that kind of stuff. That's a whole yeah. nother conversation. Um, feel free to, to schedule a call, email and info to wake and to sleep or respond to those emails later. We're happy and, to connect with you. And then as for the clinical um, stuff that you might need, um, it's, you know, you can use impression material, but most of the time everyone's using scanners now. And then there's a couple of ways to take the therapeutic bite and I show really easy ways without having to invest too much money in technology that can give you a really good start without investing a ton of money and making sure that you can successfully put this in place before you do invest if you needed to. So. Yeah. Great, great point. You don't need to spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars to get started in sleep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Hold another topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily asked a question. How many of your bruxism patients that you test had sleep apnea? I would say, I mean, it ran pretty too, pretty true to the course that, uh, to the study that they did, but I, I would say about 75% of my patients who I felt um, were bruxing because of a sleep issue had some, had a positive um, diagnosis. And the younger kids, um, like my, my daughter, uh, she was 16 when we diagnosed her with upper airway resistance syndrome, which then can progress to full-on sleep apnea. So a lot of the younger population, um, especially, you know, uh, 20-year-olds to 25-year-olds with some headaches, TMD, all of those things were usually always a sleep patient, but it was the upper airway resistance syndrome, which then turns into full-on sleep apnea as they get older after systemic um, damage can be done as well. So if you're catching them early, and this is, this is the huge thing I want you to take away. This is a great question because what I'm, I'm going to say is huge. Um, it was huge for my daughters. So my health suffered because I wasn't diagnosed for a sleep I'm 53 years old. I'm on metformin. I'm on hypothyroid medication. I'm on adrenal support medication and I'm on progesterone, right? And after I got treated for sleep, that's when I stopped feeling tired. My daughter and young adults who have certain um, risk factors, they start off with upper airway resistance syndrome. But if you find that out early enough and provide the right appliance, guess what? I know my daughter's health is not going to go the way of mine because I've, I'm helping her already because she's wearing an appliance that is going to stop that intermittent um, oxygen, no oxygen, ox fragmented sleep. So her physiology, her body is going to still work more efficiently than mine did at her age. So it's huge. It's awesome. really huge, guys. Yeah. yeah, I'll even give you a little more data, not necessarily on bruxism, but we have uh, clients who actually one or two have been on the webinar today that have metrics with us. And so I can confidently tell you, based on real data from offices, thousands of tests, that um, of the patients that you test, between 28 and 35% of your patients need a test. But of that, those people that actually test, 70% of them will come back with in mild to moderate oh. sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, so, so that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty close to what I was saying about bruxism. Yeah. But that's, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I, I was teaching at, um, we were teaching in Houston. It was a live course with clinical mastery and there's about 68 doctors. And I had, I just asked them questions and I said, everyone, anyone who has this symptom stand up. And it was, you know, I just asked good or if they need a coffee and all of those things. And you know what, out of probably 68 people, two thirds were standing by the end of five questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so it's, it's pretty significant and we're not treating the patients that already have it. And we, we're, people are getting it more and more. So it's just, it really is like an epidemic, to be honest, just more and more people are, um, are being, you know, affected by this. Yeah. And if you are really curious, check out a study that showed the impact of untreated sleep apnea on that, on the current epidemic, uh, in, in COVID, um, or pandemic, I'm sorry. And so uh, check that out. It's actually, they've got, they pulled anonymous data from like a couple hospitals, several thousand patients, and it is alarming, the, yeah. the trends. So with that, I think we've answered all the questions we have. Um, I will Great. count down from 30 before we Great. shut down the meeting. But yeah. if anyone else has questions, thank you so much. And yeah. we look forward to seeing you. Just so you guys know, I was just informed we have five more tickets available for our March course. So if you want to get your ticket to that course for you and your team, um, go ahead and get registered for that. And if you want another course date, then let our team know, and we will honor that same discount for any date in the next couple months. So, and great have, questions, guys. Thank you so much. Um, have a great evening. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Mona, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this webinar. If you'd like more information on dental sleep medicine education, coaching, or home sleep testing services, please feel free to reach out to us at awakenasleep.com forward slash edu or at info at awaken2sleep.com. Thank you and have a great day.